Welcome to the Stock Stories Podcast, episode 101. Welcome. Welcome to the Stock Stories Podcast. My name is Alex. I am your stock storyteller and your host. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you, the individual investor, make better investing decisions. And the main ways that we do that on this show are by studying case studies of real companies and looking at different mental models in order to understand how to be successful. How do we mix the practical with the theoretical in order to do that? Well, thank you so much for joining me. And again, my name is Alex, I'm your host. And I'm excited because it's a new year, it's 2020. It's another opportunity to make some changes, to review what we're doing with our investing practice, with our investing style. How can we change some things? Maybe there's some things we wanna change. Maybe there are some things that worked really well in 2019 that we want to simply improve upon. But whatever the case is for you, I think that it's a great idea to just review what we're doing. And that's kind of what this episode is about. This is inspired by one of the listeners of the show. It's kind of a Q&A type episode that we're about to do. So without further ado, let's just get into it. All right, so uh, Adrian sent me a question on Instagram, and I thought it would be a great episode for you guys today. Um, so here's the question. Adrian asks, happy holidays. Hope you had some good time with your family, and I wish you the best in the coming year. Love today's episode. I was thinking that one of the things that has been a persistent challenge for me is the temperament to formulate and stick to a strategy. I've heard this from a lot of other people as they manage their investments, that despite the best knowledge and insight you may have, it's temperament and discipline we have to cultivate to be successful over the long term. I bet there are some mental models or frameworks that you use or have come across that could give some insight into that challenge. Happy holidays and happy new year. All right, Adrian, thanks again for the question. And yes, temperament is super important. And for those listening that are not aware, temperament is the biological pattern of behavior that we have that is independent of our attitudes, values, and learning. So let me repeat that. Temperament is the biological pattern of behavior that we have that is independent of our attitudes, values, and learning. And when you think about this, this is pretty profound, right? Because we're talking about something, an aspect of us as a human being that is not related to our skill set necessarily. It's not related to how hard we try. It's not related to, to the things that we improve upon with time, right? Like uh, learning things, um, 
and the way that we feel necessarily, this is something different. This is temperament. Temperament is kind of an interesting concept in that way that it's just kind of the way that you're wired, so to speak, right? So there's the classic nature versus nurture debate in biology. And it's kind of like that, like temperament kind of falls within the nature side of things versus the nurture side of things. And there's objective evidence is undeniable that both nature and nurture affect who we are. And a lot of times on the show, we really focus in on the nurture side of things. How can we improve? What are the skills? What are the the changes? What kinds of things can we learn about a company in order to improve how we look at it in order to make a better investment decision? That's really our focus most of the time, but a lot of times also we really have to consider who are we? You know, what is our identity as the investor? Who are we as a person and how is that influencing what we're actually doing, right? So temperament is really important and that can play into how we make our decisions too, right? So uh, it's kind of like our orientation. Now, one thing I will say, Adrian, is that if you are naturally attracted to investing in stocks for the long term uh, as a listener of the show, then that should give you a clue as to your temperament, right? So you and I, were the type of people that tend to want to invest in long-term things that will ultimately have a payoff. And that is a clue to our temperament. Now, you probably have a long-term orientation and also identify as someone who is relatively independent and willing to take risks. Because if you're investing in common stock, then that's kind of a risky endeavor. I mean, there are people I know, there are family members that I've talked to about stocks that they just will not invest in them because they they feel they're too risky, regardless of what the data shows, regardless of the history behind it. You know, there's no, there's no convincing them. It's simply not in their nature to invest in this asset class. So I would say from the get-go, Hey, you're already, you're already part of the way there. You're already investing in the stock market. And that alone is a difficult thing for many people. So just simply exposure into this type of an asset class is going to get you higher returns, uh, assuming you're diversified, of course, um, than people who invest only in fixed income life insurance products, Right. So I would say from the get-go, that's, that's already one thing that you can look at that hopefully is encouraging. Another thing I want to talk about is goals versus systems, right? So we have goals as investors. We want to make X percent rate of return. We want Y amount net worth. We want a certain amount of income, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we invest. But aside from just thinking purely about the goals, let's think about the systems. It's kind of like... What is going to get us there? And temperament falls within that camp of systems. How are we going to have the discipline or simply actually remove discipline from the equation so that our systems literally pull us forward toward our goals by themselves because we've set that system up properly uh, for, for our needs. So think about systems. Um, Goals are great. I love goals. I'm goal setting right now for the new year. 
Um, but systems are also so important. What is the plan to get there? And before we can find our quote unquote system, I think it's a good idea to experiment with many systems. This is something that I actually am doing right now in my own phase of investing. When I came into investing, I started learning about it from the long-term value philosophy. And I still definitely hold to that philosophy. I, I think that it's logical. I think that it's sound. And I think it matches my personal temperament. But even though I have started applying, investing my own, building my family's portfolio in that way, I'm still continuing to experiment. I'm still learning about different investing styles, like a focus on quality and also with growth stocks. Also, I've mentioned in the past with short-term trading. So there are all these different avenues of investing that I'm experimenting with, with my own family's portfolio, even though my temperament tends to gravitate more toward uh, the value-based philosophy And so I think in the end, I'll probably combine different pieces of these different avenues into my own personal investing style that, that becomes my ultimate philosophy and guides my investing career from here on out. But before I can really do that, I kind of have to do the work of going through learning different, different things, different philosophies and different ways of investing in order to kind of pick and choose the principles that most vibe with what I do with who I am and my own personal leanings. So I would say, first of all, experiment and just see what's out there because we can't stick to a strategy if we're not even aware of the strategies that are in existence. Right. Uh, And so maybe you learn something about yourself along the way, and maybe you learn something about how other people invest along the way. I think, One thing that I love to do is I love to study some of the great investors out there. And this can be a great tool just for learning about the psychology, about the temperament of those people and about the systems that those people have put in place in order to become successful. So, I mean, one person in particular, I love studying Peter Lynch. This guy, uh, he not only had excellent returns, but he had a great system for reflecting on his decision-making in order to make sure that he was going to continue to make great decisions and get high returns in the stock market. He talks about in his writings uh, about the journals that he keeps about when he purchased a stock, how much he purchased it for, why did he purchase it most importantly? And those journals allowed him to write his books, uh, Beating the Street, One Up on Wall Street, etc. And so I think that journaling can be a really great tool. And this is actually something that I started doing in 2019. I started journaling every single week. And this has been really helpful for me reflecting on experiences, both investing related, podcast related, um, family related, um, a lot of emotions and feelings and just making sure that I'm processing all of those things, just me as a person, writing those things down has really helped me um, gain some perspective and not just become a better investor, I think, but just a better person. Uh, Just thinking about who I am and where I want to go and how I can lift up the people around me. 
So I think that journaling is a really powerful tool um, and you can apply this specifically to your investments and your thoughts about your portfolio. But I would encourage you to do that and go beyond that because life is a very interconnected thing and uh, it's useful to just write everything out, everything that you're feeling, everything that you're thinking. So when you're thinking of, say, looking at a, a certain stock or a certain company, um, I would I would write out why do you think that you want to do X, Y, or Z action? You know, why are you, why do you want to sell those shares? Why do you want to buy these shares? Uh, what, what's your rationale? How do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's useful to record these things. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I love talking to you and all the other listeners out there on this podcast is because it helps me kind of cogitate those things as well for myself. So I would definitely do a journal of some kind or some, some kind of recording mechanism for how you're thinking and feeling about your portfolio. So another thing that I would say is determine what the non-negotiables are in your investing plan. So there are certain things that a lot of investors just won't do because they've drawn a hard line in the sand that they don't want to do it, right? (laughs) Or that they do want to do it. Let me be more specific. So some investors will say, I will only invest in companies with positive earnings. If the company reports negative earnings according to generally accepted accounting principles or gap rules, then they'll say, nope, I'm not going to invest in it. I don't care how good the business model is. I don't care if this is a one-time charge to earnings that screw things up. I don't care. It's a negative number. I'm out. And they'll automatically screen that out. So some investors will do that. Some investors will only invest in a company that pays dividends. They refuse to invest in a so-called growth stock. They'll refuse to invest in a company that cuts its dividend, even if it was a temporary measure. Uh, Some people just aren't willing to do that. And that is part of the criteria that they use in order to make investment choices for their portfolio. Um, Other people, maybe they require a track record of at least three to five years in the public markets before they will even look at a stock. So no IPOs. So incorporate your must-haves into a checklist. I think that that would be really useful. And this is something that I haven't done yet, but I think would be really helpful for me as well, is coming up with a list of my non-negotiables. What are the things that no matter what, I'm not willing to cross that line. And I think this really helps kind of take the discipline out of the equation because if you just go to your checklist every time you're thinking about purchasing some shares, then if it doesn't meet the criteria on the checklist, then you just move on. You don't have to think about it anymore because you've already done the planning ahead of time with a written list of things that you know that you require in your decision-making process. And that can play to your personal temperament, right? So if for me, I don't want to invest in a company with, uh, let's just say I would like for non-leverage return on equity to be, and I'm just going to make a number up here. Maybe it's above 15%. So pretty high bar. I want my non-leverage return on equity to be above 15%. Okay. I'll write that into my checklist. 
And then when I'm reviewing a company, if I can't see a consistent level above that, then that's automatically out. And that means that I'm kind of lending the, the, the decision-making process to my own personal temperament, which kind of is more towards quality companies because I'm putting that quality type measure into an explicit written form within a checklist. So that's what I would say. Uh, I would say, first of all, experiment, try new things, see what's out there. We can't stick to a strategy if we don't have a strategy and we can't really have a strategy if we're not even exposed to the different strategies that are out there. So start with that. Try different things if you haven't already. And then kind of hone that in, take those different pieces to create your strategy and then maybe do some journaling, do some reflecting on the past decisions that you've made in your own portfolio. And then from there, build an objective checklist with different criteria for your non-negotiables. Now, make sure that these are things that absolutely have to happen. Like maybe it's, I won't invest in companies that have under a $1 billion market capitalization. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. But make sure you have your reasons for why you're adding it to the checklist and then review those reasons from time to time. Uh, because remember, things do change. And even though our temperament is biologically based, our experiences and skills are not. So those things work together to create our own mindset and who we are and how we think about things. So ultimately, that does change. So that's what I would say. Um, experiment, journal, and come up with a checklist. And again, I'm not doing all of those things, but I am doing some of them and the results have been good. I feel, I feel better. And I feel like, uh, I have more of a clear head when making certain decisions and understand why some things that I've done have not worked out the way that I have planned both financially and otherwise. And I've also seen why some things have worked out the way that I wanted to. So I think that that's useful. I think that any method that you can come up with that is reflective in nature and that really draws you in and, and pulls subjectivity out of the equation will help you with channeling your personal temperament, temperament and personality into making the best decisions for you. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, again, thank you to Adrian for the message. If you want to get in touch with me, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Stock Storyteller, or you can send me an old-fashioned email at alex at stockstoriespodcast.com. And this has been another episode of Stock Stories. So thank you so much for listening to the show. And I'm going to come back next week with another company. We're going to dig right back into the S&P 500 and we'll just keep it going. All right. See you next week.
The information presented here on Stock Stories is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. You and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances.